There was an influencer who became insanely popular. Everybody started following him. Then one day, he stood up for something he believed in. People got angry. The establishment called him an extremist, said he shouldn't be allowed to share his views. They would stop at nothing to shut him up. So they did what they had to do. They nailed him to a cross. Tonight, I want to talk to y'all about how instead of saving himself, Jesus chose to save us. Now, earlier we read Luke 23, 32 through 39, and as we read that scripture, I just want you to understand that Jesus went through a series of temptations from the enemy in what we just read when he was on that cross. Now, in the first temptation in Luke's account, where we remember Jesus was in the wilderness, it says when the devil had finished all this tempting, because of course Jesus didn't fall into the temptation, it says he, lift, he left him until an opportune time, an opportune time. Now Satan's first temptation was when Christ's ministry was just beginning, but now he comes to him because he knows that his ministry is done, and he also knows that Jesus is almost dead on the cross. Now Jesus had lost energy, he had lost sleep, he had lost blood, and he had lost followers from the trials to the beatings to the crown of thorns to now hanging on the cross. He was weak. After, of course, you remember in the wilderness, he was weak after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness when he was first tempted. But now he's tempted again, but he's weak and he's alone on a rugged cross. And now Satan knows this is the opportune time that he had been waiting for. Now, the enemy tempted Jesus through two groups of people and one person when they came to him and said to save himself. But this time, instead of him going directly to tempt Jesus like he did in the wilderness, he decided he was going to use religious leader, he was going to use a Roman soldiers, and he was going to use a thief. And they became his mouthpiece as he delights in seeing God's son suffering on the cross. The first person was the religious leaders. The religious leaders were the ones that first temptation came from the religious leaders as they said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Jesus could save himself and show the religious leaders that he was the Messiah, that he was the king? But instead of revealing himself as that, Instead of revealing himself as the seed of Eve through whom the curse of Eden would be reversed, he did nothing. Instead of revealing that he was the promised seed of Abraham through whom the entire earth would be blessed, he said nothing. And instead of telling them that he was the promised heir of David's throne through whom the kingdom of God would come, he didn't do anything to prove he was all of those and then some. So then the religious leaders left. But the next temptation came and it was the soldiers. The soldiers came and they brought a bucket of sour wine and put a sponge on a long stick and dipped the, the sponge into a bucket to mop up people's wounds. The soldiers made jokes thinking after they, had, after they did the, the things to the two thieves that they could get the king of the Jews to curse his God, but he didn't curse God on that old rugged cross, nor did he curse at them. So what did the soldiers, what does one of the soldiers do when Jesus wants to know, who are the king of the Jews Save yourself. Now, if Jesus had come down, he could have made Christianity flourish like never before. 
as those soldiers could have become instant evangelisms, evangelistic people proclaiming what they saw Jesus do. Legislation would have changed under Christian influence. All Jesus had to do was save himself. That's all he had to do. But instead of saving himself or even his dignity, he makes no defense to these soldiers. He makes no reply. So the soldiers move on and they leave him alone. And Satan tries another strategy. Since he didn't cave in under the pressure of the religious leader to save himself, since he didn't give in to the Roman soldiers to save himself, perhaps he could get him to give in to one of the thieves on the cross. The thief. Since Jesus knew the kind of pain this man was going through, maybe the thief could soften Jesus to change his view. The thief says with insults from his voice, aren't you the Messiah or aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But when Jesus looks at him, he doesn't see a man that wants to be delivered. He sees a man that wants to get revenge. He sees a man that has vengeance on his mind because he's filled with anger because the Bible says that he insulted Jesus while he was on the cross. This man, I don't know what his issue was, but he was angry that he had been brought to this place on that cross. Perhaps he was angry at those who prosecuted him. Perhaps he was angry at the Roman soldiers or the Roman government or, or, or maybe even Jesus for not helping him at all. And Jesus has saved others that have been inflicted with disease. Jesus has saved others while he walked on this earth who were demon-possessed, who had deaf ears. He could stop and extinguish the fire of rage in this individual's heart and in his mind. But even on the cross, even on the cross, Jesus had to make a choice between himself and us, and he chose to save us. He chose to save us. Despite the pain, despite the shame, despite the weakness, despite being alone, he had the strength and the energy to save us. And Jesus said three words despite all that he went through from the trials, the beatings, the carrying of the cross, to be nailed to that simple cross with three simple words. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. Those three words Jesus said with such compassion to all that were there, who all that witnessed those three nails spiked into his body before he lifted and hung on the cross, just like those three nails that were spiked into his body, he said three things, Father, forgive them. But he wasn't finished in his prayer because he uttered these words after that, for they don't know what they're doing. Not only does Jesus ask God to forgive them, but he offers kindness on our behalf in the midst of everything else that he was dealing. The soldiers have heard all kinds of words on Golgotha's hill, but they have never heard words like that. And you would think that when you heard someone say that, that you would want to repent that you would want to change your ways, that you would ask the Lord to forgive you, but no, they stripped him of his tunic and gambled for it. They were back to their old ways. They were back to their old selves, even though they'd heard something that they had never heard before. They went on cursing as they lost and boasted as far as whoever won the the tunic was boasting. Everyone else was cursing because they lost it. But despite all that he went through and saw, Jesus loves us so much that he had the strength not to give in. Not only that, But he had the courage not to come down the cross and the selflessness to save us and not himself. Oh, what a savior 
we have. Even when he was tempted, even when he was canceled by his doubters, even when he was canceled by his critics, even when he was canceled by his haters, religious leaders, government soldiers, robbers, he persevered so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He came to set us free from the debt of our lives. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, our song shall ever be is our Savior's love for us. He took our sins and our sorrows. He made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary, and he suffered and died for us. So in closing, his death on the cross reminds me of three things. Number one is is this, that when we suffer, don't give in to the enemy's temptations. When you go through a situation where you are suffering, or you're being persecuted, or you're, you're, going through some, uh, you're, you're going through some situation where, you know, you've done what's right, but you're experiencing all this wrong from people. When we suffer, don't give in to the enemy's temptation. You see, ask God to strengthen you, especially when you want revenge. Ask God for strength when you're dealing with rage. Ask God for strength when you're falsely accused. Ask God for the, 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 the perseverance when you're persecuted or you're rejected, not to give in to the enemy's temptation because that's exactly what Jesus could have done when he was on that cross. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the spirit of discernment regarding the strategies of the enemy who often uses the voices of others just like he used the voice of the religious leader, the Roman soldiers, and that thief, and not to point the finger at that person causing you the pain or the heartache. Number two, secondly, his death on the cross reminds us that when we suffer, don't give in to bitterness of blaming others. Don't give in to the bitterness of blaming others. Ask the Lord to give you the ability from having a selfish attitude when things go wrong or when things go south or of wanting to save yourself or wanting to save your reputation or, or making excuses that what they've done to you justifies, in or justifies that you can become bitter towards them instead of becoming better for them. Ask the Lord, say, Father, help me to bear antagonism without anger. Jesus, help me to deal with insults without indulgence. Lord, give me the strength to, to not, when, when ridicule comes my way, not to have retaliation. And finally, his death on the cross reminds us that when we go through pain, it is the chisel that develops our character. It's the chisel that develops our character. The nature and purpose of pain, if you've ever thought about it, it's to chip away from our flesh so that Christ can arise in our hearts and in our lives. And that the enemies of our lives can be scattered. But here's what happens. If we avoid pain, we avoid becoming the person of God. Because Jesus went through pain. And sometimes we don't like it when we go through pain. We all want to be like Jesus, but when we go through the fire, we don't like it. That's where we get mad at God or we we get frustrated at God and all that stuff. But if we avoid pain, we avoid becoming the person God wants us to be. And that's where we have to cry out, Jesus, give me the strength to endure and to persevere and to hold on and to trust you to see me through no matter how painful it might be. Whatever it is that you go through, remind the Lord, when I can't hold on any longer, that you will save me, that my my character will become pure like gold and as white as snow. And you have to pray that in Jesus' name. Every head is bowed and eyes are closed in this holy moment.